Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. This is Lydia, the lifestyle coach, and so excited to bring you another amazing story of freedom, and that's exactly what we do here. This is about freedom from any sort of food crazies like binge eating, bulimia, overeating, overthinking about food all the time, all those things that sort of plague us. This is about how to just have freedom from that for real, using nothing but your brain. So that's what we do. I was a bulimic for years, a binge eater for years. I'm now a completely normal eater free food is a not a big deal at all and with the hundreds of women and men that we have helped to just have lives where food is not a big deal anymore and they can just move on you know every story is unique and every story is so beautiful and especially the amazing story today so I'm really excited for you guys to meet an incredible woman Jennifer who is on with us today Jennifer hello welcome how are you? Oh, I'm so good. So happy that you're on and so excited for everyone to get to know you. So you guys, Jennifer has had an amazing journey and she has an incredible story and she's been willing to share it with us today as we celebrate her and all the amazing things that have happened in her life. So tell us a little bit just like how things started, like your journey with, you know, food and restriction and all that sort of stuff. What's sort of like your food story, how, how you got to where you were, you know, um, when things sort of started escalating? Yeah. So um, I'm one of four kids and um, I, uh, I've got two older sisters and a younger brother. And um, my mum took, so I'm from New Zealand originally, um, my mum, who was very much a, a wonderful woman, a real fashionista, um, she actually took me to my first Weight Watchers meeting. I, I don't quite remember, it was somewhere around 13 or 14. And um, I was the only one in the family who, you know, quote unquote, had a weight issue. Um, and so, you know, to be going to Weight Watchers at that age when no one else in the family um, was doing it. So my meals were separate, you know, and back then, because uh, I'm, you know, this was like several decades ago now, um, back then it was just super, super, you know, strict. I had like basically lettuce and tuna. Uh, that's, wow. the, that's the meal that I remember so much. And um, so, uh, so that sort of led, um, started me getting into a little bit of, uh, you know, sort of secret eating. And um, so that's really when I, th I think that the, the uh, binge purge cycle started. Um, binging, purging, restricting, binging, purging, restricting. Uh, and so it just went on and on and on for decades. And I've just been on every single weight loss program you could ever imagine. Um, and, you know, would be able to get sort of several, you know, months together and get down to that 
goal weight and uh, be there for a nanosecond and then not be able to, you know, keep it up and the binging would start again. And, and as I um, got older, the um, purging behavior became more and more um, because I was just, you know, having such a hard time with restricting as I got older because I'd just been doing it for so long. Um, that the binging sort of instead of restricting then led to purging more and more often and so that's when it's like okay you know what I really really need to look at this and figure out a different way of, of um, approaching this eating disorder that I have. Yeah wow and I know that this is something that so many of us identify with is when we were just kids right it's like the restricting started from a place that wasn't even our choice. Like it was something, yes. we were just, you know, so young. Um, and that's a, a really common thing. And, you know, sort of like the shame that goes along with that and the rebellion and the secret eating. And it's like eating is such an incredibly natural thing. Like we all want to eat and having that sort of, you know, taken away and sort of the, the change that happens in us is so difficult. And you bring up another thing that is just really um, common. It's such an important thing to understand is we go along and we do things as long as they're like working. And I'm saying that in quotes, right? Of just yeah. like, oh, well, you know, I can, I can binge because I can restrict, right? Yeah. A lot of times these things tend to escalate because the ways that we try to manage our binging tend to not last. Like they don't keep working how they used to. Restricting gets harder and harder. And then purging gets harder and harder. And then, you know, health stuff happens. It's just like, it all sort of like, you know, picks up momentum, which can be a really scary thing. So yeah. for you, Jennifer, like when, when was it for you that you like called it an eating disorder or when you sort of knew that something was wrong with the way that you were eating? Um, probably I want to say it was around um, my, around my late thirties. Um, I had been living and working in Asia for many, many years and and I was just very, very focused on my career. And so I was able to sort of hide uh, a lot in the um, eating disorder then. So I wasn't really calling it an eating disorder back then. It was just like, oh, you know what? Um, I, I eat a lot and I have a hard time losing weight. And for a long time during those years when I was um, living and working around Asia, I just kind of gave into it. And so I did put on a lot of weight. And then when I, I got transferred with the company that I was working with back to the States, um, that was when I really sort of wanted to um, get a handle on it. And so I, and I can't even remember how I even found out about it, but I went to my first Overeaters Anonymous meeting. And so that's when I started labeling it as an um, eating disorder, compulsive overeater, food addict, sugar addict, um, you know, all of these sort of addiction terms. Is, is, so it was sort of in my late 30s. So, okay. you know, about 15 years ago now, I guess. Yeah. And what was that experience for you to sort of like think of yourself as a sugar addict or a food addict or like how, how did that impact your life? What was it like for you to have that experience of transitioning to, you know, what you now labeled yourself as? Well, it was interesting because it was um, helpful for about five minutes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what I am. Okay, well, shoot, that makes sense if that's what I am. Um, but then it just didn't really, it, it just it, it did, the program itself just tended to make it worse, actually. The compulsion in my head 
um, around the food and just thinking about food and uh, it just got worse and worse and worse because all of a sudden there's like large food groups that I completely cut out. Um, and so in terms of what was happening in my mental, uh, you know, the mental energy around it, it was just, it just really took over actually. And it was kind of ironic because, you know, a lot of people um, seem to get some sort of relief in that program. For me, it was the opposite. It just made the mental um, strife and anxiety and it just made it worse and worse and worse. And then when I would binge, um, which I inevitably always did because I was restricting so much, it just made me feel like shit. I'm sorry. I, I don't no, you're fine. You can say whatever you want. It just made me feel so awful about myself um, and that I was damaged and broken. And and um, so, you know, again, that would lead to just more and more purging behavior because I just, then I felt like I couldn't show up to the meetings. And, and you know, so there was a lot of shame around it. There was um, a lot of... Uh, hidden behavior I, th I feel like that actually even accelerated the hidden behavior yeah so which then internally just made me feel um you know even more shameful around mm -hmm. it so, so I know like that that cycle of shame and feeling so you know bad and how that stays with you and it's just it's a it's a horrible thing to have to feel over and over sort of in this cycle um yeah. what, else, what else did you try Jennifer to try to be done with you know the cycle um, so, so then when it's like, okay, well, this isn't working for me. So then it was just, again, going back to, um, you know, sort of the amount of money and time I've spent on this program and that program. And it's like, oh, well, you know, Jenny Craig, I tried that in my early twenties and that worked for a bit. So let me try that again. Um, Weight Watchers, oh, that worked for a little bit in my late teens. So let me try that again. And so it was you know, it was just always signing up for the next thing. Um, and then also just the amount of uh, just time I would spend like researching the latest, uh, you know, the latest diet. Um, so, you know, paleo, um, you know, all of these different types of the Atkins, you know, I mean, just every single one of them, anything that was new on the market, I would try South Beach. And they would always, you know, work for um, shorter and shorter periods of time, actually. They would always work for a little bit. And then I just, you know, just couldn't keep it up at all. Just couldn't keep it up. And yeah. so then my weight would just go up and up and up. So I'd lose weight, get down to that magic number that I thought I should be. Um, and then would just lose it, you know, lose the discipline go back up and then a little bit more and so um so that was happening a lot um and then I, the last one i did actually uh which was interesting because it was when i found out about you and started working with you um the last one was a program that uh, is very expensive you know medical um supervised so weekly meetings in the doctor's offices and so forth and it was really expensive and it, it you know it worked for longer than the other programs had um, more recently but it was because actually it also relied on some um some drugs some you know appetite reducing drugs and so so i think that's how it sort of worked for a little bit longer but at the end of the day 
it didn't do anything to give me peace around thinking about food and thinking about, you know, thinking about me as being a failure in terms of how I approach food. And, and it, so I just, you know, even though I was looking better on the outside and people like, you know, the compliments and everything and, you know, just, it was just crazy. Like, Oh my God, you look so happy. And it's like, well, inside I was so not happy because I knew that I was just spending 80% of my day thinking about food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such an important thing to bring up. It's like, you know, we we all need to just give ourselves a reminder that being thinner isn't happier. So many times people will be like, oh, you've lost weight. You are happier. And it's just like this weird reinforcement. And it, it's a, a weird space to be in when you're so unhappy inside and you're getting yeah. all these compliments about your unhappiness, you know, about like the thing that you're doing to yourself. It's a very strange space. It is. It is. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you said, you know, just like that they didn't do anything for like your peace around food, like the peace about food in your mind. Because I think so many times we're looking for what am I going to do to stop this behavior? What am I going to do to stop myself from doing this thing? And yeah. sometimes we don't even think about how much is happening internally. I mean, you know, I've, I've had women that I've coached that they're not doing the behavior anymore. They've been done with binging and purging for years, but they can't take that 90% of their mental energy is all about food all day long. Like that's yeah. still a horrible thing to be living with. So like that internal piece, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's so important. Yeah. 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 What was sort of like a typical cycle for you, Jennifer? Like, what was that like? How did it feel? Um, so it would start with restricting, always started with restricting where I would be trying to, um, you know, eat low calorie, um, cut out, you know, uh, lots of food groups. So no flour, no sugar, no processed foods, you know, no carbs, basically. Um, and so it would start with that. And and then it would always, it would always just um, sort of, it was just so hard to uh, stay on top of and it would always end with a, a binge where I would, you know, go to the supermarket um, or I'd be at home because I knew that going to the supermarket in this, you know, state of mind was dangerous. And so I'd be at home just looking at menus online, like thinking with all of the delivery, you know, food delivery services that we have now. Um, just looking and planning and just, and it would just be hours. It literally would be hours. I mean, you know, for anyone who's normal around food, if they could just live inside my brain for a day during that period, just be like, what? So, um, or if I was, was at the supermarket, just roaming the aisles, like, what do I feel like? What do I feel like? What's going to make me, you know, what's going to make this urge go away? Like, what's the perfect binge? And as I was planning that perfect binge, whether it's looking at, you know, um, menus online or in the supermarket, the other recurring thought was always like, this is going to be the last one. So make it perfect, make it perfect. Doesn't matter, you know, how much it is, but you can have as much as you want, but it's got to be perfect. It absolutely has to be perfect because this is the last time you're ever going to do that. And tomorrow morning you're going to wake up 
and you're never going to do this again. So that was the conversation that I was always having with myself as well. And of course, um, so then I would, you know, eventually, and it was also a lot of fighting it up until the point of, even during the planning, it was still a lot of fighting it right up until the point where, you know, I started the eating and then I couldn't stop. And then I would feel so uncomfortable in my body that I just had to purge. And so then I'd spend the night up purging basically and then just feel like, absolutely the worst person on the face of the planet the next morning yeah so and and so then the whole idea of well I'll, I'll start again tomorrow at less and less took hold so the the cycle would become longer and longer and longer of just like eating purging at night eating purging at night eating purging at night and so then I started kind of missing, you know, I have my own business. So then I was just, I started getting into the space of, you know, I, I um, can't go to work today. I can't go into the office. I'll just work from home. Now, luckily I, you know, I have some flexibility to be able to do that to a certain extent, but um, I just was in such a food sort of hangover um, the next day as well and just so uncomfortable in my body that I just, you know, I didn't, I was not productive. I was just really doing the bare minimum to get by. Um, And then also with friends and socially, there was so much isolation going on as well, because I felt like even if, uh, even if I sort of looked the same on the outside, um, you know, wherever I was in that up and down cycle, I still just felt like everybody could see it on me that I was, you know, doing all of this secret eating and secret purging. And so I just didn't want to be around people. So I would just more and more just like, you know, isolate at home as well. It was pretty, it was pretty miserable. Mm. Yeah. I know that that is such, it's a hard, hard place to be in. And thank you for sharing and being so real. And I, I know those feelings. Absolutely. That's, that's a really common way to feel as well. Is just like that everyone can see, like, even though it's something that only we know about, maybe not one other person knows about it. It's just always this feeling of like, people can tell, like, I can't be this miserable. I can't feel this gross. I can't feel this ashamed and nobody tell. Right. So it's like, we do, we isolate ourselves because it's like, this, you know, people are going to be able to just see right through this. And it's so mentally distracting. It's like, you can't focus on anyone. You can't enjoy anyone's company because it's like always running in the background. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Absolutely. And for you, what would you say is the hardest part or was the hardest part of being in this cycle? Um, just the shame. I think that was, you know, that was the big word for me for most of my life was just shame. Um, and fear of being found out. Um, so, and that, and that actually seeped into a lot of other areas in my life uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly social person. I can, you know, kind of chit chat with anybody. Um, and, you know, my business is doing quite well. Like, so just all on the outside, I just looked like I had it all together. And so this, this sort of inner feeling of um, being a fraud uh, just really permeated everything and that that was the worst thing and that was where I had the least peace yeah because you know I just wanted to I just want to live my life from a place of integrity where you know words and actions match and um, so so that it just felt like I was being very inauthentic with everybody including yeah. myself 
And I love that you bring that up because I think that's such an important thing for people to know they're not alone in as well. I mean, so many of the women in our group are just like the most in integrity, authentic, successful, powerful people that it was like, you like the last people that you would think are struggling with something like this. And it's, I feel like it's such a hard thing to be out of integrity and feel like you're doing things that you're ashamed of and that you feel out of control because it's the complete opposite in like every other area of your life. So yeah. 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 Anything else about just like that, that time, like when this was just such a constant and difficult thing that you wanted to share and just like share your experience in? Yeah. So, um, so I, you know, I've lived overseas from you know, my home country for a very long time now, but I'm actually super close with my family. Um, you know, I've got a really wonderful family and I come from a really incredible country as well. It's just, it's pretty magical. And um, I was just getting more and more fearful of going home every year as well to see everybody um, because I just, again, it's just sort of like this, you know, like needing to put up that defensive layer um, and not being able to show up and just enjoy being with my family and enjoy, uh, you know, being around friends and enjoy just being in this really wonderful country. And um, so that was that was really starting to bother me a lot because I just, you know, those are the most important relationships for me. And I was getting super, super fearful of uh, going home and seeing family. Um, so that, that was definitely a big thing for me as well. That, mm. you know, and it always became like this panic thing around, um, sort of around the beginning of November I'd be like, oh my God, you know, I've got like, you know, six weeks to get my body looking normal. Um, and so it would be just like, okay, I'm going to, you know, the, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm just going to like be on this super strict diet and I'm going to exercise like crazy and I'm going to show up and I'm going to look fabulous and everyone's going to think it's all okay. Um, and it just so often and more and more often, actually, I'd be able to, again, do that for a little bit, but then just go off the wagon. And um, and so, you know, for the last, I, I don't know, like it was starting to be, you know, probably about the last decade, I would say, except for the last few years, um, where I was showing up, like, you know, looking pretty awful, actually, pretty pretty fat because I would start it a couple of months out but not be able to sustain the restriction and yeah. so then then it was like this sort of you know panic thing where I actually did even eat more like and and uh, so I, I was showing up and not looking good at all and that was just really awful and then my time down there was just also just white knuckling like you know through the vacation and not being able to just enjoy it and then the minute I'd get dropped off at the airport and through security you know the binging would start and yeah. I would just like binge all the way back to the states and in my head I'm still having this conversation okay you can go for it like you've been so good over the last few weeks like just go for it and then the minute that you land and get home you can be healthy again and um, of course that never happened <laughs> Yeah. So that, that last yeah. chance, right. That, you know, that idea of 
and it just, you know, like keeps coming in this pattern and like the, the things that we love the very most, like I know how close you are with your, your family and you know, that trip and like those beautiful things. It's so difficult to have the things that we love the most be just like so injured and hurt by being in this cycle. So yeah. I mean, thank you yeah. for sharing that. I mean, and that's that story, your experience, everything that you've been through is so, so important and valuable. And I'm so excited to just celebrate how how far you've come in this amazing transformation. So I mean, what would you say like on the like after after working together and on the other side of things, what would you say you're enjoying most about how life is different now? Ah, oh, just showing up, showing up. Um, so, you know, just knowing that I can just be spontaneous again. It's, be spontaneous socially, be spontaneous with, you know, meeting people in my business, um, just being, like, just like not hiding anymore it's just really really fun and i'm in a i'm in a fairly serious relationship now and you know that's just going really really well because i can just show up like every day i don't wake up now thinking about all of the terrible things you know quote unquote terrible things i did yesterday um i just wake up and i go about my day and i show up and um, when I say that I'm going to do something, I do it. And when I make an appointment, I show up. Like the number of times that that has not happened in my life has, is just kind of mind boggling uh, where I'll just blow people off and blow off appointments and so on. Um, so that's really cool. And then just like not thinking about it's definitely still there because I'm a very new graduate. So there's definitely still some chatter going on around food, but it's just quieter, 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 quieter. And because I just sort of let myself eat whatever I feel like eating and, um, and my body just kind of know is like getting better and better at knowing what it wants and how much it wants and when it wants it. And I just don't have to fight it anymore. I'm just like, so, okay, cool. All right. I'm hungry. Let me eat something. Oh, so now I've eaten something. Okay, cool. I don't need bread anymore. It's, uh, it's just really, really freeing. So freeing. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I mean, to just sort of a normal eater, that would seem so normal, right? But it's like, I know, like, if somebody would have told me back in my crazy days, like, you know what, it's possible for you to just like eat something when you're hungry and then just like move on with your day. Like that, man, what I would have given to be able, you know, to like <laughs> experience that. So just like, it seems simple, but that that's life. Like we eat every single day and for it to not be a big deal to be able to, you know, eat and move on and show up and like get you back. Like that's so beautiful. Yeah. 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 And you know, there's been a couple of little slips here and there and, um, just to be able to like not make a big deal of it. Like it's not the end of the world. It's, it's one afternoon, it's one meal, it's like, you know, it's one day, just move on. I, so the self-compassion that I'm having as well, you know, that, that's been something new. So, okay, well, that wasn't ideal, but let's, you know, just like, let's look at what we learned there and then just move on. Just move yeah. on. Yeah. I yeah. love that because there's freedom in 
and any time that you want, right? It's just like, you know, no matter where in the cycle, no matter what happens, it's like, oh, okay. Like, look, here's a time where I can choose freedom and move on. And I just want to say yeah. how proud of you I am in showing up and practicing and learning that skill. You know, this is not about like, well, let's, you know, some find some magic and hope that it sticks. It's like, oh, okay. Like there's practice yeah. and we're actually going to learn how to do this so that you can just be free. So how, how yeah. is your relationship different with food now than it used to be? It just, um, I'm excited about food for the first time in decades. Like I, you know, like flavors, flavors of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, um, there's a lot of myths around, you know, a lot of stories I've been carrying around in my head about me personally, what I can and cannot do with food. And I'm just sort of, you know, breaking through all those myths. So, you know, bread is not evil. <laughs> um, I'm not a sugar addict. I am not a food addict. No, none of these things are actually true. Um, yeah. I'm just, you know, if I just have a normal relationship with food, then I can eat whatever I like, whenever I want it, um, as much as my body feels like it needs. So it's, it's just as very freeing. Like that is the word that just keeps coming back to me, freedom and peace, freedom and peace. So to have this peace around food, to know that, you know, um, I can be definitive as well around the choices. Like, okay, well, what do I feel like? It doesn't matter. It's like it's one meal. It's not the rest of your life. So just make a decision and then move on and, um, and move on so that you can enjoy the, rest, the other parts of your life. It's, I, I'm thinking, I would say that I've gone from thinking like 90% of the time about food and dieting and restricting and you know how I look and how my clothes fit and um, what do people see me as you know because of how I look I've gone from thinking about that maybe like 90% of the day to I don't know maybe like 30 35% now so yeah, I'm like still working on some it. of the you know the body positivity <laughs> yeah. stuff so for mm -hmm. sure yeah. yeah yeah that's huge and like how does that change things for you to have that much of your brain back, 60% of your brain back than, than what you had? Like, how does that change things for you? Well, so, you know, again, the personal relationships, I'm just like showing up and just being, being with people. Um, so in a way that I feel like I haven't in so, so long, I feel like I can show up now. I always felt like I would sort of give 80% and then always keep like a 20% and any friendship, relationship, whatever. And keep it that you know to myself. And now I feel like I'm, ah, you know, all the walls have come down. Now I'm just showing up, and and people are responding really well to that. Um, the other thing that I am just finding is I'm just so productive in my work, like just so productive, um, and so much so that you know I'm not even having to work like you know a gazillion hours a week because I'm just so focused. I've got that mental capacity back again, where it's just like I'm more in the moment with everything I do, whether it's social, whether it's like being out and going on a hike, whether it's, you know, in the office working, whether it's with customers, just being super, super present because I don't have all of this rubbish going on in my head anymore. Yeah. 
That's so fun. I mean, that sounds like living. Like that sounds yes. like life, like being present, you being with people, doing what you want. And it sounds so much more happy. Like I can see it that it's so much more happy. You know, it's just like, yeah. that is yeah. such a beautiful thing. And I love just like that productivity. It's like, I think sometimes we don't realize how much we're not doing because yeah. this is taking up so much. There's, there's another um, gal in our group. She's just wonderful. And she sent me a message and she's like, Lydia, I'm making a thousand more dollars a week. Like she didn't change anything else except just like fix her food stuff. And it's just like, you can just do so much more and in such a more like present confident way. Like it's amazing. Yeah. And on the other side, like, you know, because I do my books, you know, because of my business, I'm, you know, really on top of my finances how much less I'm spending on food too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, top yeah. lines going up, bottom lines, you know, the expenses are going down. Yeah. That's a really Silly. cool direction for both things to be going, right? It's just like, yeah. and you get to like enjoy that, like for your life, for yeah. your lifetime, you get to spend way less on food and earn way more in your business. Like, yeah. 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 And have clothes, like just, that's the other thing, like thinking about clothes. Mm-hmm. Now I just get up and like just put on clothes. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's no angst. <laughs> They're just clothes. Yeah. It's really fun. So actually when I, when I found my set point weight, you know, just like once yeah. my body was finally like my body, I'm like, oh, there you are. Um, I actually for the first time in my life went out and like bought clothes because I could actually have clothes that I like that fit because everything before was like, oh, well, you know, I'll hang on to this for when I'm smaller. I'll just have these sizes for when I'm bigger. You know, it's like, I don't want to buy anything nice because I'm not to my goal weight yet. It was just like, I finally bought clothes and it's so nice to just be able to like walk into the closet, like you said, and get dressed. Just when you eat and move on, get dressed. Yeah in the morning and then just move on. Like all these little things that used to have so much angst, like you said, like you just can just be like nothing, Like you can focus on the stuff you want to focus on. Yeah. And, and it's just like, you know, when we say this, this now, or when I say this now, it's like, Oh my God, people who are just normal around food would just think what is wrong with you that you're so excited about (laughs) being able to do that because you know it's just this is what normal living is yeah yeah and normal living after I mean a lifetime of you know disordered eating and having this take up so much I mean normal living like tastes so good for lack of a better (laughs) way to say it it's like it really is a beautiful pleasurable wonderful thing so yeah yeah Anything else for you that is just so, so much better, different than it used to be? Anything else about, you know, life of freedom that you wanted to share just that you've just. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I'll just like, I just think you're incredible. Um, and the, the principles that you've taught me, they're so different. They're so radical from conventional wisdom but what I'm really having fun with now is applying those same principles to other areas of my life, to, you know, just those normal insecurities that I think probably, you know, most people have. Like just being able to listen to what's going on in the brain and talk to, you know, those various parts of our brain, um, whether it's about food, whether it's about body image or whether it's about some other, you know, just, 
insecurity that I might have. Um, to be able to sort of separate out the, you know, where that chatter is coming from um, and being able to sort of, you know, get to a place of peace around some of the other areas of my life as well that I have insecurities in. Is, that's really powerful. So there are tools that, you know, you can, that I'm starting to apply all over the place. And I, I love that because this really is the gift that keeps on giving. It's this, it's this skill that you can use with anything because everything that we do in life is just our thoughts and our brain. Like everything comes from that. So knowing how to navigate that and what to do and being a master, having mastery over that own process, like is yeah. such a cool thing. And I love that you're applying them to all these different areas to just like up level whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really neat. Really neat. Yeah. Beautiful. Anything else on your mind for today that you want to share as part of your story, Jennifer? Uh, just, you know, just really happy, um, really uh, compassionate with myself. Um, it's funny, I, I started having some beating up behavior when I was like, you know, like thinking, why didn't I figure this out earlier? Mm. Why didn't I find someone like Lydia earlier? So again, that's like, you know, that's just voices in my head, right? And um, so to be able to have the conversation with that part of my brain that was beating myself up about not cracking this earlier in my life. Um, uh, so yeah, so just being able to have that compassion. So, well, it just happened now. So, and I've got the rest of my life ahead of me. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Huge congratulations. It has been so fun to just see the amazing work that you have put in and the amazing results that you've gotten. Just and you know, freedom is absolutely possible. And I I love you just being another another testament to that. So thank you guys for tuning in um, and just you know celebrating along with us Jennifer's amazing story. And if you guys would would like help with being free as well. Like if that is a desire of yours, you don't have to wait. Like this is when you've heard about it right now. You just heard about it, right? So you can go to lydialifestyle.com slash session. That's lydialifestyle.com slash session. You can have a free session um, with either, you know, myself or the team. Like um, we can help you with that foundational step. We have an amazing Facebook support group. We have a, a masterclass about how to to be done with binge eating like we have all these incredible things um is just a free service and a help for you guys so you know stay tuned here there are new videos um all the time and thank you so much for being on jennifer your story is beautiful i adore you it has been so fun to have this journey together and this is lydia the lifestyle coach and jennifer signing off Mwah. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session, where you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work, no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Mwah!